0: Welcome to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. Um, This show, as you know, is created exclusively for entrepreneurs looking for a safe port in the storm. So I'm Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. And um, again, I want to really help people uh, in their business be motivated, be inspired, share practical tips and business building strategies so that you can be more productive, uh, boost your profits, and of course, grow your business. And obviously, a big part of business nowadays is e-commerce. So I have the perfect guest for you. Um, He is one of the most highly regarded independent consultants in this industry, Kurt Elster. He's a senior e-commerce consultant who helps Shopify store owners uncover hidden profits in their websites. Kurt is uh, actually the founder of e-commerce agency um, EtherCycle, host of the popular e-commerce hacks weekly video series. He is the author of e-commerce bootcamp and the host of the unofficial Shopify podcast. So, and those resources have really helped thousands of Shopify store owners create impact, freedom, and wealth. And so, yeah, without any further ado, thanks Kirk for coming on.
2: No, oh, my pleasure. Happy to be here
1: Cool um so I know you said that you know when you first bootstrapped uh your startup and you tried to build an e commerce platform, not sure how many years ago that was, but it didn't work out i mean two thousand
2: nine what's that two thousand nine
1: all right, well, yeah um and it didn't work out and sometimes that happens especially entrepreneurs right not everything you know flies off the road running um and you didn't really experience your first success until you discovered the productized consulting business model so tell us about your experience and kind of i guess how you got to where you are
2: sure uh well i remember i had a you know ever since i was in high school people would say what do you want to be when you grow up and i say yeah. entrepreneur i literally didn't Did like you? have an idea yeah i didn't have an idea beyond entrepreneur i was just like well who wouldn't want to be their own boss but yeah, I, I didn't actually have an idea or the idea would just be like whatever i happened to be interested in at the time yeah <laughs> um and then you know after college it was uh there was a tough job market um but i got a job working as a uh as a product manager for a, uh, automotive parts dropshipper. Yeah. And, you know, I still remember it. I'll never forget him tying my shoes to go to work. And I broke down crying at, at the thought of going to work for someone else. And it really wasn't yeah. not, you know, it wasn't my, my then boss's fault. It was, it was just my personality. Like some people just aren't set up for it. No. Um, so if, if you felt like that, if you feel like that, you know, you're, you're not crazy. You're not alone. Um, but now then, then I, I said, you know what? So I quit and I just quit. I didn't have a plan. I wow. knew I had like, all right, I got to figure something out.
1: That's gutsy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, bootstrap it. Figure, I'll figure it out. Um, you know, it's one of the things where you just have to force yourself, um, you know, to, to make a decision. Yeah. And like two days later, I'm, I was in the shower and I said, I'm going to make my own e-commerce platform. And it's going to be for bike shops and we'll pre-populate the products. And it seemed like a good idea. Uh, but actually building it and getting the industry aligned, I spent 12 months at it and we couldn't do it. Cause I bit off more than we could chew. You know, yeah. I really didn't know what I was getting into, but in the meantime, we had people like knock, you know, we'd gotten really cheap office space from a nice man. who goes, Oh, you didn't even have, he's like, you know, I can't rent this place out just because of the economy at the time. Was just, you can have it free for the first three months. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. We had, you know, local, local businesses knocking at our door. Didn't really understand what we did and saying, well, can you help me with my website and foolishly? I was saying, no, we can't. You're go away. <laughs> um and then finally you know after like 10 months of this i'm like all right i want to keep the lights on so i i said yes to one of those and i got like 2,500 bucks to build like a custom web uh custom brochure site or a wordpress site i don't remember what it was yeah and i couldn't believe it and i'm like oh wow this is this is phenomenal who would pay 2,500 dollars for a website and we did a good job <laughs> so we'll do it again and this time i'll ask for 3,000 oh, and oh. i kind of want to you know went on like that um and then, you know, it was really a bit of a, a trial by fire. Um, but through happenstance, we started doing work for creative agencies. And then you do work for creative agencies, you start doing work for big organizations. Yeah. So suddenly I went from small businesses where I'd introduce myself by shoving a handwritten letter under every business's door to get their attention, which works, by the way, um, <laughs> to, you know, building sites for Verizon and the NFL. And wow. The yeah. Yeah
1: it's weird how you it's like it it, just how your path happens and how things come your way. And when you totally didn't expect it. Um, but I, I mean, entrepreneurs kind of have a different mindset, right? Where it's like, you know, you want something and somehow you'll just figure it out and get it done. It's, it's not like you have this pre path that you, you know, move along and you take courses and you just figure it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You really, you have to be able um, you have to be mindful, you know, you have to know what your goals are. And if you know that, and you're aware of that, and you let your decisions, you know, your decisions always work toward whatever your goals are, then suddenly you start seeing opportunities and it becomes um, a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Totally. And saying yes to opportunities. It's amazing how many people just bypass them and don't even kind of realize that they're there. Um, and, and don't say yes from fear or thinking they're not good enough or whatever it's
2: Oh, I almost—I uh, almost said no to the first podcast I was asked to be a guest on. Um, oh, really? And by this point, I've, my own podcast we're on episode eighty-five, I think. Wow. And as far as guest episode, guest shows, I have done uh, at least two dozen, maybe more. I don't know. Um, so I've done over hundred podcasts, but like the first five, I had you know I drank because I was so nervous beforehand, and I almost <laughs> like, and I would like try and think of reasons That's to awesome. cancel them. And now, like I just, you know, yeah, times, you know, I don't think twice about it.
1: No, nope. exactly. It's like I feel bad for the first two guests that I had on my show. I, I probably have to do a redo for them because it's like, yeah, they sucked because I was so freaking nervous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so when I started my own podcast, I only interviewed my friends, and that way I was able to get comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And these are people I knew. Yeah, exactly. You gotta start somewhere and yeah, move along. So why what I guess what was the pull for Shopify for you? Why that platform?
2: So in you know, one of the the issues when you're web designer is you're always fighting against um, you know, the client who's like, Well, my dog's favorite color is blue, so this needs to be blue. And can it can it play noises and can it print hamburgers? And you're like, uh no, no, I can't do that. Because design's very subjective, you know, beauty's yeah. in the eye of the beholder. Um, and linking to any number of usability studies is not going to change that. Whereas with e-commerce, you can quantify all your results. You could say like, well, you want to boost your conversion. Here's what we know is best practice. Here's what we know has right. work for other stores. Or if, you know, you really want to figure out, we could split test it. So I liked, it really appealed to me, you know, that marriage of, um, you know, of, of design and business that's e-commerce. And uh, I had a friend locally who owned a bike shop. He said, "I need a new website." So, well, there's this thing called I heard about called Shopify. I think it's good. Why don't we try it? And again, you know, foolishly not knowing what we don't know, we said, "Well, our first Shopify project, we'll just build a custom theme. I'll design it. We'll build it." Um, yeah, I work in a small team, and Shopify noticed they were small enough then that they were starting a um, a listing of people who were experts called the Shopify Experts Program, oh, and you had wow. to be vetted to get into it yeah and um they emailed me the guy who started the program dan evelay and he said uh hey i saw you made a custom theme it's good you want to be in this this trial program so sure and i you know i had a listing i get occasionally i'd get a lead through it and then one day i figured out how to write a sales letter i read this amazing book called the brain audit highly recommend it and i wrote a sales letter and i put it on my website and i put it on um like a Shopify specific version of it in this expert listing. And then suddenly I got a whole bunch of reviews or a whole bunch of leads. Yeah. So I said, you You know, this e-commerce stuff is easy and that's a full, that's like, it should be, you should take notice. If something feels like it's easy, but people want to give you money for it. Yes. Not because it's easy. It's because you're good at it. Yeah, totally. So I said, well, let's just do e-commerce. So I made landing pages for different platforms and of them, Shopify was our favorite platform by far, hmm. uh, but it also had this amazing community and resources behind it. So I said, why are we doing this other stuff? Let's only do Shopify. Yeah. And it was scary and we transitioned into it. Um, and once I did that, and I was like, oh, this is really good. This, is, this feels great, this feels right. So niching down and saying like, okay, hmm. we do just this one platform. And then within it saying like, well, we focus on ROI and conversion optimization having that, that niche that clearly defines space or makes it really easy for people to refer to you. So like within yeah. 60 days of me saying, I'm the Shopify guy, I had people I didn't know making referrals to me, um, you know, from other people who had said like, oh, I'm interested in Shopify. It was amazing.
1: That's awesome. Um, so what is it about Shopify that you like
2: versus uh, other platforms? Uh, well, it's, it's a bit like Apple in that it just works. You know, yeah. The thing's never down, um, and it has. Uh, it's really easy to use, and they're they they do not just throw features at it. They're very willing to say no. This feature doesn't make sense, um, but the power of it, you know, much like iOS uh, in 2007, mm. is this ecosystem that's developed around it. You know, so they have an app store and a theme store, and this whole system, this whole ecosystem around it that they work really hard to foster. You know, so they, they didn't have to, but they came to me. They said, "Hey, Kurt, we're writing a book for uh, Shopify partners. Do you want to write a chapter?" Said, sure. And I said, Hey, would you uh would you record some videos about your experience with Shopify? And we could share those? I said, sure. And then yeah. they said, Well, you should do we want to provide a free Skillshare course to people, and we'll pay for it, and we'll give you, you know, we'll compensate you for your time and we'll give you the affiliate commission on the Skillshare course. We just want to give this for free to people. I said, Okay. And sure enough, now there's, you know, I hosted a Skillshare course on, yeah. on building Shopify themes. They're just really invested in um, building that community. And yeah, it's self-serving. It helps them. Um, but it's worked incredibly well for everybody involved.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I've, I've obviously heard of Shopify, but I've never actually delved into the inner workings of it or anything. Um, it
2: very low barrier to entry for e-commerce. But yeah. it grows with you because you could start with, they've got the light plan where you can just add buy buttons to your website. It's like nine bucks a month. And then it goes all the way up to, you know, they have a full e-commerce solution that's, you know, four figures a month. Um, so there's no limit. I mean, you could yeah. start wherever it fits and grows with you. So I'm biased and totally enamored with it.
1: <laughs> and so you should be. Um, so what would you say is the biggest challenge in in taking off an e-commerce business? Oh, like,
2: the biggest challenge. Where do people go wrong? Sure. The... <laughs> the biggest challenge is in getting the traffic to the site. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people they say, like, I've got this idea. I want to build it. And I said, well, how do you know it'll work? Have you validated it? And I always warned them. I said, listen, getting the traffic is going to be the hardest part. And you could tell that that's their biggest fear because, like, Shopify by default lets you uh, put a password on a, a storefront when you're working on it. It's just okay. And if I happen to take it down, take the password down, they panic. They're like, oh, you got to put the password up. I don't want people to see it before it's ready. <laughs> I said, Listen people don't even know to go there yeah no one knows to go there i'm like go look at the visitors there's two one's me and one's you (laughs) so like if you build it they won't come right um so you have to build an audience uh while you're you're building your store and before that you really need to validate it Mm -hmm. um so i recommend people you know like build a list of just build a list of 10 people who are interested in this and then make, you know, try and grow, get those 10 people to tell 10 people. And if you can get to a list of a hundred people who are interested in your product, like that's an amazing start. That's the hardest part is getting that totally. that, that first 50 to a hundred people. And that's what I started with on my mailing list. I, had, you know, 150, 200 people. And now there's thousands. Awesome. Um, and but after that, like, you know, nothing between, you know, when I had 500 people on it and several thousand, there's no, no difference. I do the same yeah. thing, but building that audience and you really want to validate the idea before you spend the time and the money and the energy.
1: Yeah. Um, and and really the quality of your audience too, right? Like, are they engaged? Are they reading your stuff? Are they buying? Are they liking?
2: Yeah, I would much, you know, much rather have a, an audience of a 1,000 highly engaged people than an audience of 10,000 people who, you know, every time I send a broadcast email, reply and take a dump in my inbox. Um, totally. You <laughs> get some of those, like, really crazy replies sometimes. And when someone replies and they say something, something snotty or jerky or mansplained to me, I just scroll down and click on subscribe. Like, that's just not the yeah, people. Exactly. I my list.
1: What's the point? um so yeah and absolutely it's funny how some people think okay once I get my website and business up and going then people will just magically find me but it doesn't happen that way and then Um, so
2: uh, the giveaways I'll say well what's the like okay that won't work so what's the plan here they'll go social like no that's not you that's the same problem you gotta build an audience like it's no no easier than building an audience you know via email or any other way
1: exactly and I know um, in your you have your book um, in your system e-commerce boot camp and you talk about kind of just like you did yourself you know niching down really understanding your audience and kind of making your target market a little bit smaller so that you can excel and 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 have that niche now absolutely
2: it's it's counterproductive you want you know when you have a narrow clear focus very easy to sell the perfect product for that that one narrow group
1: i know and some people think oh i can just sell to everyone and but it's like it's like if you look at facebook ads there's so many ads that appeal to the general everybody but how many people click on it where if it's something specific and it appeals to you specifically i know for me i'm more likely to click it
2: yeah, you want that one that sounds like it was written just for you totally. and you can only achieve that when you've niched down and I would say niche like, um, like if I have a Facebook audience that's at 300,000, that's probably too much. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, I would, you know, f- to make a relevant ad, I think 300,000 is like the upper limit um, on what makes sense.
1: Now, does Shopify have any integrations with Facebook at all, just out of curiosity?
2: Yeah, actually, they added uh, native support for the Facebook pixel. So you just get your pixel ID. Yeah. You get your pixel ID, copy and paste it, um, and it automatically inserts it in the code into the theme. So it records the events people do, like what products they viewed, did they add to cart, did they reach checkout, did they purchase. So then based on that, you can run custom audiences or lookalike audiences based on purchasers um, and create like a feedback loop. You know, where you say, all right, uh, I know what Facebook now knows what my customers look like, so let's show ads to a lookalike audience of those people, and now let's remarket to the people who viewed the site but didn't buy. Let's do a separate remarketing ad for people who added a cart but didn't check out, and then a different audience. Uh, let's show ads to people who purchased recently, and then we could show them, like, accessories and upsells. So, yeah, no, that's a that's yeah, uh, native feature.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and like you said, you know, I believe if you're an online business of any kind, you're in the business of list building and that's exactly it. You're building your list, you're building your traffic. Um, do you have any tips for anyone out there that does have an e-commerce um, site on how to grow their list or, yeah, or so get more
2: traffic? Two things on the, on your website itself, you know, you need to be providing people value. So if you're, and this gets much easier when you're in a niche, you know, so if you're in something that's, that's more a uh, hobbyist, or interest-based, then you can write about it. You could provide, you know, great, valuable content um, and get people interested in signing up for your list. So just like with info products, you would create a lead magnet, um, you know, like a free something that people have to opt in with their email address for. Mm -hmm. The same thing works amazing in e-commerce, you know, where you could provide free educational content that builds up to anticipation for purchasing your products or, you know, getting involved in your pre-orders. But, you know, crowdfunding has been a, a great way to, to build an audience quickly. Um, oh, yeah. And getting involved. Yeah, pre orders, crowdfunding, it's a great way to validate the idea to build an audience. Um, but getting involved in communities, like finding, you gotta find, um, as Paul Jarvis would say, you gotta find your rat people. You gotta, you know, he's, he's very into rats. So your what? Your rat people? Your rat people. And Paul Jarvis is, is, is like half a dozen rats, something crazy. He's really into rats. So anyone who likes rats, he goes, oh, those are my people. Those are my rat people. So so you got to find your rad people. So if you are genuinely passionate about the niche you're in, that's going to make your life a lot easier. Totally. Then you can, you know, you know, your audience probably looks like you. So find the things that you're interested in. What communities do you go to? You know, where do you go online to participate um, in discussions? Where do you research the topic? Where do you read about it? Those are all places um, that that you should be getting involved and participating and adding value as opposed to just selling.
1: Yeah, that's and I know uh, I got a couple of clients and they're like serve first, like selling shouldn't be in your vocabulary.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You gotta. It helps to to open the kimono to, and try and provide um, any kind of educational content, free content, free value. Um, is the the way to get people onto your list. And same with like your emails and your your marketing. It really needs to be like four fifths about them and yeah. one fifth about you. Totally.
1: So what do you do with your clients um, Kurt? like how do you like explain to the listeners a little bit more about your services and how you help Shopify store owners
2: Sure so I've I've built um I've built a menu of productized consulting services meaning they're fixed price fixed scope yeah. so we define up front like hey here's exactly what we'll do for exactly how much and that way there's no it's like the CarMax model and there's and there's no negotiating, but you know exactly, hey, this is yeah. this is what I'm getting for this price. Um, so it's very convenient for everybody involved. Um, I, I like that model a lot on both sides. Um, but now we provide you know the full full life a product ladder that represents like the full life cycle of a a Shopify entrepreneur. So whether you want the you know a store set up entirely for you, one and done. Or you know the hardest part for most people isn't entering the products. It's setting up the theme. It's the graphic design stuff. Right. So the theme setup, um, and then of course uh, marketing it either via like a social media funnel, kind of like I talked about here. Yeah. Um, Lifecycle email marketing, uh, which which works wonderfully well with uh, this great app called Klaviyo. I love. Um, or conversion rate optimization for existing stores.
1: Awesome. And then are, does Shopify do the whole gamut in respects to the email marketing, the autoresponders, all that good stuff?
2: They don't. Uh, it, they integrate with uh, every major platform. Um, so like MailChimp is, is very common. I see that one a lot. Uh, Klaviyo is my, uh, my personal favorite, um, but you know it works with, with most of them. Yeah, that makes sense. What did you say your favorite email server was? Klaviyo,
1: K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. I have never even heard of that, and I've heard of most.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. I personally use Drip um, for my own stuff, getdrip.com, which I like a lot. But for e-commerce, I, I definitely think Klaviyo was better. Yeah. Interesting.
1: And so I know – like, how do you get, like, a good ROI with your Shopify account and your e-commerce? Like, how do you – how are you gauging success for,
2: for yourself? Well, it's, it's wonderful about um, – you know, about e-commerce, as I said before, and, and Shopify itself, is you, we could see the the conversion funnel, you know, we can see what percent of people add to cart and reach checkout uh, and actually purchase. So if I can increase any of those numbers, I know I'm adding revenue. If we can increase um, uh, some conversion rate optimization, you know, simple stuff like that. But I look for um, missed opportunities and low-hanging fruit predominantly in existing stores. So, you know, anything I could do to extend that customer lifetime value yeah. to increase the average order value... Um, for the store if I can remove those those speed bumps the the saying we use uh, is you have to make the site for the, the crazy Lazy drunk the user is a crazy lazy drunk So if you can design a website that could be used by a crazy lazy drunk a schizophrenic <laughs> on a bender If you can do that yeah. then it, it Performance optimized conversion optimized. It's everything optimized at that point.
1: That's awesome. I love that analogy But it's true if people can't figure it out or they get lost or they confuse they're bailing <laughs>
2: Yeah, your biggest enemy is your competitors. It's the back button.
1: Yes, that too. Cool. Um, so tell me about your your boot camp.
2: Sure. So, you know, we've got uh we have a an opinionated methodology and on how we approach stores and um you know, e-commerce stores, and a bit like I, I talked about here with niching down and validating and building your audience and these, um, these sales funnels with Facebook and Klaviyo. Um, and I, I put all that into the e-commerce bootcamp. It's essentially like, hey, here's the blueprint for what we're doing to build successful stores. And when I say successful, I mean, we, I, we've got clients doing six and seven figures, not yearly, but monthly. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, and the same things that work for them work for smaller stores too. Yeah. It's just about the amount of time you want to put into it. So I said, you know, not everybody wants to hire me to do this. Let's open, let's open the kimono, provide that value. So we wrote, um, we, uh, my partner Paul Reed and I, business partner, yeah. wrote, um, wrote a, a quick easy read book on, hey, here's exactly how we do that. Here's our approach. Um, and then rather than bog the book down with like technical step-by-step, then I made a, a separate series of screencasts oh, um, that goes with it, implementing those things.
1: Nice. Now, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you find people do with the e-commerce or Shopify or –
2: I'm sure there's lots. (laughs) Yes. Oh, geez, where do I begin? So a common one um, that people really overlook is load time. Most people, they – you are you spend more time on your website than anybody else. Yeah. Um, so they overlook, like, they don't test anything. They don't ask anyone. They don't get anyone outside's opinion. They don't have anyone else look at the website. So it makes sense to them. It doesn't necessarily make sense to other people. Totally. So you have to make it, you know, really easy. You have to focus it around shopping. You've got to strip away all this extraneous stuff um, and make it abundantly clear, like, this is who we serve. So we do X for Y, and this is Y. And... Explaining that value proposition up front makes life much easier on everybody and then giving people multiple paths and easy ways to find exactly what they're looking for the products and then busting their objections and giving them the answers to the stuff they want because mm-hmm. they can't see all they can see is your photo and how you've described it beyond that they can't touch it they can't feel it and that's why people right. do screwing. um so being able to to get around that and then um Adding, adding trust. So a lot of people don't do anything to add trust. Adding a toll-free number. I want to be able to know I can get a hold of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, free shipping and free returns and um, guarantees and warranties and uh, social proof. All that stuff helps me trust you because I don't know you. Like online, you you may as well be a guy selling something out of a trunk in in, in a parking lot. Like there's no. <laughs> what's the difference? Versus if I go in a brick and mortar store, it's like okay, someone signed a lease and has licenses. Yeah. It's- Um, And and some of them have all been burned, right?
1: I mean, God, I remember buying something. It was a Facebook ad. Sucker that I am. So I went in and bought whatever. It took forever, and you can't reach them anywhere or contact them. One of the things finally got to me, and it sucked. Oh, my God. It was just (laughs) ridiculous. That's why a lot of
2: people, you know, will – are willing to pay mo- a little more to buy from Amazon than to yeah. buy direct from the person because they like you know, the safety and security of Amazon oh, right. and the fast shipping and the easy-to-use interface that they already know. I mean, just mimicking um, you know, a lot of the stuff Amazon does because Amazon has already trained our customers how to shop. Yeah, you're so right. A lot of people are like, oh, I got this idea for a crazy interface. I'm like, oh, that's cool, mm. but it's not what Amazon's doing, so you're, people are just going to get frustrated and leave.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I remember um, getting some help for Facebook um, landing pages and stuff like that, and we had to mimic it to match the colors of Facebook because that's what people know, like, and trust. And it's yeah, just that, that psychology around it, right? It's interesting.
2: And it also eases the transition. You know, when people click through, yes,
1: uh, that's true. You
2: know, it's, it's less jarring.
1: That's true. And, and, oh, my God, there's nothing worse that I hate than going to a website or taking part in – webinar jam or whatever it may be like a software and you can't get a hold of them. There's no phone number. There's no direct email. You have to go through like a ticket or whatever. It's like you raised a good point. Make sure that your phone number is on your site and people can get a hold of
2: you and a yeah, good place to put it, especially if you have a toll-free number, a good place to put it is in the checkout process. I always make sure in the header we've got, like, the logo, and then questions, yeah. call us, here's the number. Because that's when people are, you know, if I have a question, an objection, and I need I'm looking for you to bust it, and there's no way for me to get in touch with you, I'm just not going to buy. I'm going to move on.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other cool tricks for people that are setting up um, an e-commerce site?
2: Good question. Um, so there's a lot of uh, – well, number one, go with a premium theme. You know, there's, there's themes everywhere. Yeah. There's free themes. There's uh, all kind of, There's Theme Forest and all these places. Buy an official Shopify premium theme. Shopify is really persnickety about approving these themes. They approve one or two a month oh. out of the hundreds of applications they receive. Yeah. So it has to be – I mean, this theme has to absolutely work. They cross-browser test it, cross-device test it. Um, they have requirements for various features. I have – I have made the mistake of agreeing to set up themes that aren't premium themes, and I've always regretted it. Um, the, the premium themes are really great, and a, a couple that are worth checking out, um, Parallax, Retina, and Startup, those three are just absolutely phenomenal.
1: Cool. I mean, you want to, uh, that's what I would do, because you want to try something that's tried, tested, and true, and it's not going to give you technological grief after the
2: fact. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely.
1: I mean, not only you want it to be easy for you to use, but easy for your, for your customers to use.
2: Yeah, you are going to be a, a really bad gauge because you spent the time building it, you know it um, inside and out. You want to get people who've never seen it, who don't have the same skin in the game, uh, to look at it and give you their, their honest opinion. And that's where surveys are really powerful. Yes. For conversion rate optimization, the best things we've ever done are surveys where we ask like, hey, what? who would you recommend this to? And then they describe themselves so we know what our ideal customer is like. Mm-hmm. And we say, and, and how would you recommend it to them? And then really they're gonna give you like, this is the benefit they're getting out of it. And then reworking your headlines and your language and your product descriptions around that. Oh, absolutely. That alone can double conversions.
1: Yeah, that's a good trick. So anyone who doesn't have an e-commerce site um, and wants to get kind of started in the business, what advice would you give them? I mean, you've been there, done that. You've helped so many different clients grow their Shopify e-commerce site. Um, What advice
2: would you give? Number one, it's got to be something you're passionate about. I see people just say, like, I want to do e-commerce. What? No, what? what do you want to sell? Well, I I want to sell something. That's those stores have never. And I'm sure, you know, someone could email me and tell me how they've had great success with this. But I've, you know, those are the people who struggle because they're not passionate about it. And it ends up showing ultimately. Um, It's much easier if it's a thing you are personally passionate and interested in no matter what it is. And if you can get that far, okay, now validate it, find out, you know, is there a critical mass of other people who are interested in this? Yeah. Um, And a you know, a great way to figure that out is through, uh, crowdfunding sites. So I'm a, a big fan of Kickstarter for starting, starting a business. And we've seen lots of hugely successful businesses come from Kickstarter and go to Shopify. Um, another good way is, you know, list the product on Amazon. I mean, that's in yeah. doing that's the product so cool. list on Amazon. You know, you can then, they have a tool, um, where you can send free samples to people to get honest reviews that can be uh a great way to start I have a lot of clients who go start on Amazon and then move to to Shopify as an additional channel to their business
1: that's a great tip that's awesome well so how can people find out about you uh, Kurt and what you do and um, your boot camp
2: Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. So number one, um, if you want to download uh, the first section of e-commerce bootcamp for free, go to e-commerce bootcamp.com. Um, and then if it, if it seems valuable, if you think it's worthwhile and I hope it is, um, you could buy it uh, 40% off for the listeners of this, this podcast, use the discount code success. Easy to remember. Yeah. Um, so if you enter that success, you'll get uh, purchase, you'll get 40% off. Um, and that works for either package. You could buy just the book or the book and the screencasts. Um, and then uh, if you're interested in, in hiring us, if you want our, or just our, our free resources, head to ethercycle.com slash resources. We've got a ton of free stuff that I've collected um, over the last couple of years uh, for Shopify store owners. And then, of course, my own website if you want to grab my newsletter here when when my podcasts go live or my various announcements. Um, I'm notoriously very personal uh, in my newsletter. Head to <laughs> kardelster.com. Oh, my.
1: Oh, that's great. <laughs>
2: I cool. did. I announced. a I announced my newsletter when my wife was pregnant. Before I, before I announced on Facebook. So, there you go.
1: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, but going back to your boot camp, I was checking it out, and I really like how it's not just about Shopify in general and how to use it. Like it's really how to grow your e-commerce business, looking at the marketing, um, you know, client relations. Like you really look at kind of the whole view, and I really like that
2: yeah it was the the goal was to was to have a, a holistic approach mm-hmm. it, you know a lot of people start with well i just i gotta get the shopify store up and running it's like okay that's such that's 10 percent of the problem here yeah you know, if you have if you're mindful and intentional with what you're doing um you know and, and informed with your decisions it'll make your life much easier down the road so that was our our intent
1: no i think uh i think you nailed it i uh, i was quite impressed with all the different bits of content that you have in there for sure thank you well, I don't know how half an hour went by already, but it did. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on. And I hope it was really um, useful to those that are out there looking to build their own e-commerce site. And it looks like Shopify is an awesome solution. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, it's my honor and pleasure. Um, and absolutely. Yeah. Check out, check out Shopify. Um, you know, I don't get anything out of it. They have a 14 day free trial so you can poke around and, and see, see what you think.
1: And then seek your help once they've signed up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then if you have trouble, shoot me an email, let me know.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Um, So that is it today, folks, for this episode of Sailing to Success podcast. Um, I wish you all a productive and profitable week. And may the winds always be at your back.
0: You've been listening to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.